0: Welcome once again to another episode of Demand Gen Radio, the one program that brings you all the latest methods and technologies for driving growth and increasing demand. With the voice of Demand Gen, David Lewis. Welcome back to another episode of Demand Gen Radio. I'm your host, David Lewis, and here is where we talk about the methods and technologies for driving growth Today's episode for you guys is, I think, going to be a very fun one because, for me, it's a little bit of uh, memory lane, almost like a reunion uh, with my guest. I'm talking about a bit of how I landed where I am in my career, uh, but more importantly, where Zach is in his and how we share uh, quite a bit in common. So for those of you listening and are in a marketing operations role or starting off in marketing operations... I think this story uh, will really be helpful to you as you advance your career and some of the lessons that Zach and I have learned. And if you're considering a role in marketing or in marketing technology, um, I think you might find it interesting to hear our stories and how our development in technology expertise and leadership has helped us thrive in our careers. Um, Let's dive in. Zach, welcome, good to see you.
1: Thank you very much. Really uh, happy and proud to be on the show. I think if I've got it right, you've done over 250 of these and you know started in 2016. So it's a great pleasure to be part of it.
0: Thank you. They I'm that number surprises me and then doesn't at the same time because that's that's a big number of podcasts. And I remember when I started off, Zach, I was like, you know, I look at these podcasts like Rogan's and, and others, and I'm like, wow, these guys have done thousands of episodes. And I saw podcasts that have done hundreds of episodes. And when I got to like my 30th, I felt like I was finally starting to learn, uh, you know, a bit about being an effective host. And I candidly 200 you know, almost, you know, 300 episodes later approaching, I'm still trying to always hone my craft, but this one's very natural for me because you and I have so much in common. So where does that, where does that come from? Let me share with you guys. Um, you know, I, I, I started my own personal career in technology and I've been in technology, uh, for the entire duration. And even though now for the last 15 plus years, it's been in services uh, for technology, um, you know, Zach, who you see on the screen, Zach Chicha is a marketing operations manager or the marketing operations manager, I should say, at ICE Mortgage Technology. Well, go back in time and ICE Mortgage Technology uh, through a series of events is where Ellie Mae is. And and Ellie Mae was acquired by a private equity uh, after an IPO and then then acquired by Ice Technology, so the LMA brand as a company is gone, but the work that I've done and and certainly work Zach is doing uh, carries on. And so you know, Zach, as as you know, I I came into lead marketing at LMA at a time when the company was really a portal, a content uh, business, and then was introducing Encompass, and and I was brought in to help bring the product to market and grow it. And that's where in 2003, I discovered Eliqua and discovered the power of Salesforce and moving marketing and sales technology to the cloud and pioneered bringing all of that in. So being a technology or self-proclaimed technology geek and a marketing geek, for me in 2003, this was the chance to, to bring these elements into the organization, these platforms into the organization, elements being like you know, doing digital marketing and I want to say the rest is history, but it's not because the journey continues uh, and and you were leading that charge. There was no Zach. There was no marketing operations where that title didn't even exist, as you and I have talked about back then. It was my webmaster, Jaime Acevedo back at the time when I said, "Hey, I need you to help learn Eliqua and and a few of us are going to learn it and and figure it out." And because he had you know html and and javascript and and a bunch of web dev skills, and my expertise in nurturing and and lead management, fusing our expertise together, was the basis for some of the stuff that we started doing with with Eloqua. So thank you for the chance to, you know, maybe longtime listener, first time guest, for us to pick up where things have have left off. What is life like these days at Ice, and and what's what are you guys working on?
1: Well, our, the biggest thing is a little less than a year ago we switched from Eloqua to Pardot which um, you know for some people might sound like oh big deal you're just going from one marketing automation platform to another but
0: it's a big um, deal
1: it was definitely a big deal you know it's though you know the the basic kind of architecture behind a map of really having to implement it into an existing system uh comes with its own challenges um but we did it we did it quite well we also redid our version of salesforce which was a challenge so we kind of did those in parallel And at the moment, we're actually now looking to implement demand base. So I've worked with them before, but now it'll be kind of great to apply it into our world. Where uh, if people don't know, we are the nation's largest mortgage software company. So uh, with that, you know, there's it's it's definitely a unique kind of business to be in. Um, It's a little bit challenging now given Mm -hmm. the uh, economic climate, but uh, we're always on a good way. It always kind of forces us to look at different martech items that we can look at or, or kind of strategies. So, uh, always keeps us on the, on our toes.
0: Yeah. And that, and that's where I want to focus our conversation today. Cause as I said, as we were kicking off for the people listening in, I, I love marketing technology. I love technology in general. I know that you do too. And I've always said to my girls as they're growing up and anyone else I've ever done mentoring for is if you do stuff that gives you joy, gives you energy, then you, you will enjoy your work and it won't feel like work. It'll, it'll feel like it's sort of just a fun, exciting day. Now, marketing has its challenges, it's a very challenging role, but now growing up, being a geek and being, you know, computer geek and, and writing software, and then going into marketing, when these technologies came about, I felt like, wow, I really landed in the place that I wanted to and needed to, because now I can apply technology. To marketing and marketing to technology, Um, your background. I mean, I want people to know, like, like technology. There are so much of it. Um, Where do you start? But you, you grew up and and you know, we're in Canada for a long time and grew up in an area near BlackBerry, a brand that so many people will never know, uh, and yet they were the iPhone uh, back in the day. They were the dominant player in it. So, how did you get into technology and love to hear the lessons you've learned about how following that passion technology has led you to the career success that you have had and continue to have.
1: Oh, it could go as far back as, um, you know, digital organizers coming out. Because this is still, you're talking to a person that knows how to change a ribbon on a typewriter, uh, you know, then pocket computers would come out and then a Pentium, a Pentium was massive. How- and now you're building your own tower computer and you're just putting disc after disc inside it to install windows. Yeah. Um, and it was like, wow, well, I, you know, really kind of like this computer stuff that's coming out. Um, I, you know, this, it, it was a whole kind of industry coming in, as you mentioned there with Blackberry just took off in the area. I was fortunate enough to work for a company right next door called OpenText. And I've always kind of had this career of working for these huge market leaders that most people have never heard of but OpenText was great and you know this was from the age of um we're going to implement a crm and people didn't even know what a crm was then we were highly encouraged to work with other canadian companies and uh started implementing eloqua and we we're like what? we don't even know what eloqua is is it an acronym is it a name where is this coming from
0: yeah
1: and then you start realizing oh you can use all these kind of uh technology that you kind of like and There's this thing starting to come up called a Martech stack and, you know, uh, I even know kind of coming through my immigration process, trying to explain to people what marketing operations does and what a Martech stack is, it still sometimes blows people's mind, but being technical and being able to take this technology love for it and also then the strategy and and seeing how it also then translates into, you know, marketing and into sales just always really attracted me um, so much so that, you know, worked with uh, so many different great companies and, and startups to, again, large multinationals um, really got into that whole marketing automation platform area so much so that, um, you know, I was invited to come work in the U.S. At, for uh, Synopsys. And you know another huge company that people probably never heard of, but that's in every piece of electronics. Yeah. Um. You know, got to work for Oracle, and now with uh, Ice Marine Technology. So these, these, these companies again that are market leaders and need to be able to implement these kind of best practices and the best technologies in order to make their marketing systems run.
0: Yeah. We both like technology, and we've turned that passion for technology into thriving careers in marketing. And what I want to make sure that people really take away with, um, I was coaching a guy out of Pakistan this past week that I've met online through some work that I hired him, uh, some Fiverr work that he did for me, some graphics work. And he was asking about America and he was asking about you know careers that he should get into. And I said, well, what do you love doing? And he says, I love making 2D and 3D graphics. I'm like, well then do that because that's what he loves doing. But it's like, how do you apply that skill And in marketing, like to me, the arts and pictures of marketing, that's a whole different skill set. And I think when people think about marketing, they think about content, they think about graphics, they think about messaging and positioning. And while all that is absolutely true, there is another side of marketing. The side of marketing that you are in, the side of marketing that my team is in, and I think that expertise is even more valuable. Uh, And that's a biased point of view. And I'm not trying to diminish the great artists of marketing because that is very challenging. I think in today's day and age, the reason that it's so valuable is it's so scarce. What why did you go from admin on up? Like what what because I know some people are like I like to be the Marketo champion and that's all I ever want to do or the eloquent champion. And you've you've had a, a progression of where like I'm not just going to be a tools expert. I'm going to be a marketing technology expert. Generalist versus yeah, specialist, I guess it, is the question.
1: It stems back even from writing VBA code in Excel to being able to, you know, write as in, in Java and HTML. And I was, you know, do I really want to sit in front of a screen all day and just write code? And, you know, there was no one at my university or college coming on career day saying hey there's this great role called marketing operations where you get to apply this into something you like it it was all new and I just kind of was attracted to that where hey I, I get to utilize my technical skills but then use them in a way that I like them um opposed to just looking at code all day once I understand how a database works then that's also applicable to you know all the different kind of maps that are out there then you start understanding oh okay then how do we bring in these other systems everything from apis and using you know javascripts to improve things and that technical part being such a invaluable and uh really short list so much so that i've, I've built a career on that that, that still kind of shocks me mm-hmm. but uh yeah you, you you hit it right on there where you know marketing encompasses so much where there's graphic artists, there's video people, there's the events team, there's the content writers, but none of those are are, are technical. So when it comes to, you know, who's actually going to be able to uh, implement these systems to fix them, to to make them grow um, has has been very, I've done, it's been great for me because um, I've taken all of these kind of best practices from everything I've learned and everything I know and being able to apply them again to these market leaders mm-hmm. in a way that, for the most part, um has always been moving. Now there's sometimes where, you know, that technology you have to look at and say, you know, is this really valuable to us? But um as kind of things have been going on, these new technologies that are coming on have just been great. And so it keeps me attracted to them. It allows me to, you know, be as a champion in my organization and just kind of keeps moving things forward.
0: Yeah. There's um, you know, stepping outside of marketing for a second, there's a, a platform out there called Unreal Engine. I don't know if you're familiar with it. It's a it it's traditionally used for game development, and there was a video game called Unreal that was built on it, and then the company Epic Games has been making other games of their own, Gears of War and others with it, and then they created the uh, ginormous hit called Fortnite, and it was the Fortnite and the billions of dollars that they've been generating from that game that enabled them to take this platform to the next level and next level and next level. And if you now look at like Fox Sports, uh, the NFL stuff, um, that's all used Unreal Engine. So they've moved from game dev to virtual production and they're used, you know, gone to uh, creating animation um, and sets with it. So when the guy from Fiverr was talking to me about, you know, what's next? What are the next skills that I should learn? I said, you know, if you're really into 3D graphics, you should learn Unreal. Because that will be the that that's the eloqua of this day. What eloqua is to marketing automation uh, or was, um Unreal will be to virtual production and game dev and 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 is. And these these platforms are free uh to to use and learn. Blender is free to learn. So, you know, for the creatives that are out there, there are tools for them now that are at a whole different level than what we had uh from Microsoft Paint to Photoshop to creative suite you know it's like so so you and i will be responsible for infrastructure for creating 3d environments you know whether it's called the metaverse or whatever it is as a marketing operations leader you will not before long be needing new tools that create virtual environments for whether it's webinars or conferences or what have you and it's a whole new set of skills and i think it's just in you know if you have a love for technology and you enjoy marketing. The fusing those two areas together is got to be, to me, one of the best career paths ever because it will—it's always changing, and there's always new stuff to to learn and and do. And it's 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 really cool. Do you consider yourself, or you do you think, in the organization, as a bit of a unicorn, or do you see, do you, like, do you ever go out and, and meet people who like do what you do? interesting that
1: you use that word unicorn. I actually have that as one of my statement, right, my statement of my uh, resume. Um, I do believe that it is a unicorn role. Um, I've been fortunate enough to be part of Eloqua user groups, um, also set them up when I've moved here to Sunnyvale, and much like what you were when you were just speaking there. There's so many things I'm just shaking my head of I, I fully agree. You know there's, it's a unique kind of person that is both into the marketing aspect and the technical part. Mm -hmm. And there's not very many of us. um, Sometimes when we do meet, it's almost like understanding what it sounds like when doves cry, it's just this kind of moment where you just have this, this connection with a person, Um, you know, you've, you've understand the technical part, you understand the, the pitfalls of marketing, you understand the kind of the challenges, but yeah it's it's you know I know that word gets thrown around a lot, unicorn and uh, but there's no other real better way to
0: describe it. yeah. I mean the the financial dimension is important too, because you know for people listening to this that are thinking about their career path, you know maybe they're in marketing, once you step into technology and develop technology expertise and certifications, you will rapidly get to a six figure income if you're not there already. Um, that's my belief system. That's, that's what I see in the market. Uh, I'm curious with your perspective in terms of compensation versus the art of marketing and the technology side of marketing, any, any point of view there
1: on a daily basis, I'm reached out to people or people reaching out to me on LinkedIn, looking for, uh, saying, you know, hey, if you're looking for a move, um, we'd love to speak with you. Um, if anything, you know, would you even quote us some hours on some consulting time? I'd really love to kind of get your feedback. So, uh, people find you with this kind of skill set. Um, I've always been for even when I was um, at Synopsis, Oracle was quite aggressive with me, saying, you know, you're you're in the Bay Area. We just purchased or- uh, Eloqua. I We need you on our side and this kind of role again has people somehow or another always finding you. Even when I was, you know, first learning um, Eloquent in the whole marketing automation platforms, people were reaching out to me saying, Zach, um, w- you know, there's this other company, I think it's called Marketo or something like that. And, you know, usually they'd butcher the name with Eloqua or Eloqua. They- people always kind of Eloqua. <laughs> Eloqua or, yeah. you know, Pardo. I've heard par- Pardo quite a bit. Yeah. Um, but, you know, they'd reach out and say, you oh, know, what do I do? And um, my question first was, do I know you? How did you, how did you hear of me? And they're like, oh, yes, you know, I heard of you from, from so-and-so, or um, I understand that, you know, you're really a subject matter expert in this kind of area. What do you recommend? What can we do? What do we expect? And that was my, one of my things I always kind of responded to people is to have the right expectations. Um, you know, sometimes people think that technology will solve all of their problems that it's just going to start raining gold.
0: Right. And, yeah. Not so much. You know,
1: sometimes it's 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 not it, exactly not so much. And every kind of system comes with its own challenges. Mm-hmm. Um I would definitely have to say that Eloqua out of all the marketing automation platforms is the most complex. Mm-hmm. And because that was the one that I learned first and and most um that one really did well for my career because also Eloqua integrated so well with Salesforce. And you can almost see the graph as Salesforce became more popular, so did Eloqua. right. And so people said, "Hey, you know if now now I'm being able to have more of that synchronicity between sales and marketing. And um a lot of times people weren't able to have those kind of two systems um side by side. or if they would have one, then they would really be in a desperate need for another,
0: yeah. I mean, let's talk about Eloqua for a second because, again, both you and I have have kind of built our careers on that platform. And I mentioned, you know, to, to my friend Amin in Pakistan about Unreal Engine, because I believe Unreal is the future. And back in 2003, Eloqua was the 800-pound gorilla and really the future um, as a marketing automation platform. And I've recently done some webinars and stuff and and had to be the bearer of bad news that I don't think the secret is they are not the market share leader anymore. They are not, it's not a growing market. Oracle decimated uh, the team. You, you certainly got out uh, way longer than... Uh, way earlier than than what's happening now, which is good for you. But I, I, I hope people don't take away from this podcast They're like, I gotta go figure out this thing Eliqua, because that sounds like a really great platform to know for the rest of my career. Because I got to tell you, if Zach were to ever leave ICE and go somewhere else, the odds of you landing in a place that has Eliqua, unless they targeted you to come in with your expertise, it's it's much smaller percentage now. You're gonna you're gonna find Salesforce, you're gonna find Hubspot, you're gonna find Pardot. And I'm putting Pardot not separate from Salesforce, but there's Salesforce Marketing Cloud and Pardot, a couple of different brands from Salesforce. Uh, you're going to find Marketo everywhere. And um, it's really important for you guys all to get the skills and expertise of where the market's going and not where the market was. If you want to future-proof your career, uh, just as Zach it gets reached out on LinkedIn regularly by recruiters because of the, the tags and descriptions you have on your site, um, go learn the tools of where the market's going and not where the, the market has been. Maybe Oracle turns us around or sells it someday and Eloqua gets a, you know, resurrection. I don't know, but it's it's not a trend. We, my team, you know, we, our teams work together. You know, you guys have been a phenomenal client ever since I left, which is awesome. And we helped you with the migration. I can tell you, we do a lot of migrations off of Eloqua. Uh, you, you were one of them and we're doing some ones for some of the largest technology companies in the world right now. We actually did Salesforce's implementation of Eloqua way way back um and they have since moved off of eloqua for all kinds of reasons but um got to go where the market's going everybody don't don't uh make sure you know where that is and attend conferences and user groups like zach has done and i have done and now that COVID is here get the hell out of your house even if you're an introvert just just go and be a fly on the wall attend technology conferences adobe has their summit coming up in march so i encourage you guys to go out to las vegas and participate in that. If you want to get into the Adobe ecosystem, which I think Adobe is the 800 pound gorilla, I think they are going to continue to dominate marketing technology uh, in the space. Zach, where do you get your education or where do you recommend uh, people go?
1: You mentioned them perfectly. So uh, everything from the Eloqua user groups that I set up here in Silicon Valley, uh, still keeping in touch with these people, we would have lunch together or go out after work and just kind of speak about challenges and kind of new things that we're working on how we're able to kind of twist the system to kind of make it work for us uh i am a big proponent of going to in live person events um i'll always try to push for it you know we we always kind of had that joke whenever you're in an organization and you know there's always these flagship events and you're trying to get all this kind of marketing activities set up for this you know big flagship events such as maybe open world or whatnot and you know there's a big again push for it and then when you ask your management can I go to a trade show within kind of something that will benefit us they're like oh we don't have funds so we always expect customers come to, to come to our events but we never want to send out ourselves to those ones so I've always been pushing for that not only to network but also to kind of when I'm there to see well what's coming down the pipe i want to i want to be able to where is this actually going to go in the future and you can kind of see that with the different kind of companies of what they're really focusing on um a lot of times you know you mentioned a few companies there they're they they were the big monster the the 800-pound gorilla but then they just lost track of focus on what how marketers actually really use the tools and and what its kind of capabilities are and but kind of back to the point there is um get out and meet people get it you know connect with people talk to them, find out what's happening there, subscribe to groups. Um, You know, these podcasts are great. There's other podcasts that are that are similar to yours that I also subscribe to be in the know, get to know who these voices and and faces are connect with them on on LinkedIn as well and just get as immersed in it as much as you can.
0: Yeah, great advice. I mean, you have worked with a number of agencies competitors of ours over time um and you know working with Ben on our team you know Ben to me is one of the top pardot uh admins users on the planet i mean he's he's got the gold jacket uh from his accomplishments i mean he know kidding aside like he is phenomenal in terms of his knowledge base on pardot and so you go and hire someone like us to have access to those team members and and to get them to help you. But that knowledge builds you up and builds your experience. And by leveraging outside agencies, I don't think people think about that enough. It's like, why hire outside agencies? Because they're working with hundreds of companies and have this knowledge that, yes, they'll help your company, but be freaking selfish. They're going to help you level up and you're going to get the knowledge and expertise from folks like my my team. I run marketing for BDO Digital. I oversee marketing uh, and... We hire agencies, and, and we hire agencies to scale and move move quick and do that. I'm a huge fan of working with agencies. Always have, and I'm curious if there's advice that you want to to share with people about the pros and cons of working with with agencies.
1: Oh, completely agree. You know, when uh, first heard the term eloquent, we were implementing worked with Couch and Associates or you know, worked with Corey, worked with you guys. Uh, There's Televerde, there's Bulldog, um, Vertical, all these great, great agencies exist because the amount of velocity that they offer in terms of getting you an organization to where they have to be or or need to be is invaluable. You know, you, you could hire people and it kind of, you could, you know, do things bit by bit, but you're working with really experts. And, you know, you mentioned Ben there and mentioned those other agencies. They've worked with so many other people in either the same kind of challenges that you've had, but that speed of being able to get you where you need to be has just been the biggest value that an agency can add. Um, how, How other way would you be able to basically cherry pick all of these best practices that they've, you know, learned from working with other customers and be able to apply it directly and immediately yeah and especially well, you can when also, you
0: know, yeah you can steal all the tools too you know steal I mean, in the sense of like you're working with project plans like you, you when you worked with us on the migration from eloquent apart there's a big gigantic you know xyz all the things you need to do to do a migration for that uh when you learn lead management skills and you've got the powerpoint decks and you know all these assets all these things that you're exposed to really help you level up let's talk about leadership um zach because there there are people who work in the business and there's there's people who work on the business and you once said to me and paraphrasing that you want to do both
1: absolutely you know it comes back to my love of sports and my it being such a valuable part of my life of the coaches that also played the game or the ones that get into the game with you um just add a little bit more and that's translated into the business world. You know, when you have a leadership team that has familiarity or has done what you do or at least a good understanding, they make for the better leaders. Um, you know, sometimes you could keep reading all the books and articles you want on a certain role and or how to be a leader, but there's just something about actually having that experience and that understanding of what the other team members are going through. You know, um, a team can win the Super Bowl, but it also then involves the fans, the medical staff, the 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 kicker, the punter, the coaching, there there's so much that's involved of making a winning team that just having it attributed to one part, the success to one part of that isn't fair. Mm-hmm. And you know, I've I've worked for some incredible leaders and they've motivated me to be not only a better person, but a better worker. And, you know, I think there was that one saying is, um, uh, I'm a good manager is someone you listen to, but a great manager is someone you would do anything for. Mm, yeah, And, you know, that, that's really kind of always resonated with me where going that extra mile for, for people that you report to, or that are your peers, because of the respect you have for them and the 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 respect they have for you it just goes so much further um i'm quite sure that you know people listening to this or watching this have had horrible managers or or leaders and i think that was another stat that most people don't leave their roles they leave their managers
0: yes it is that's and and that that is today probably most one of the common reasons uh i've been reading about in terms of why people leave and i it's interesting, Zach, because we do a lot of training here at BDO leadership training, a ton, and a lot of the training that we do is about what shared is about the human relationship between you and the and the team. That today's twenty somethings and thirty somethings that are in the workforce, the importance of that relationship. You know, asking them about their day, their weekend, their dog, um, what movies they've been seeing, what they're watching on Netflix. But you know, when I was young, uh, we were taught not to have those conversations. That work is not a friend factory, and that you know, keep it professional and don't get too personal. and And it, it's pendulum has shifted dramatically, I think, for the better. I mean, i i I think if you spend a third of your day doing what we do, you should really like the people that you work with and have some things in common with. And may not like them all, but you certainly should feel that there's a culture. Um, and so, for for managers to just Keep it all business. Not not gonna work. It's just not gonna it's not gonna work in today's environment. If you have that that mentality,
1: and it's tough for managers. You know, when you're looking to fill a role, you might do a couple of interviews, bring them in, maybe ask some other people interview them. But um, you know, I've I've worked for some great leaders that were just, just had that great gift of being able to see beyond the resume. Mm -hmm. because as you mentioned there, you know, uh, when I was at Oracle, we had many trips, you know, you're, you're on a flight with this person for 16 plus hours going to India or going to Germany. Um, So it's not just, you know, are they capable of doing their job, but you want, you want to be able to get along with them on all those other kind of auxiliary kind of things that really matter. And, you know, sometimes uh, recruiters, managers, they're just kind of looking at the resume, but there, there, there really is that, you know, a lot of people kind of use this as a as a smoke and mirror show, but there is that cultural fit. Yeah. So yes, I know you can do the job, but how are you going to react when, you know, there's pressure on us or what about when, you know, it's time to kind of let loose, are you going to be able to, um, match with us? And that part is absolutely critical. So it's, it's being able to look at a person beyond just that kind of surface.
0: You work with Jonas Mo and Daniel J. Um, so talk about the point that you're talking about. Jonas and I worked, and Jonas is still there. I think he's been there forever. I mean, he'll be the last one to turn off the lights, that's for sure. Jonas is one of my favorite people to work with, period. Um, I got to know him when I was there at Ellie May, and he was in product management, and I was in marketing, and it was so important for us to have a high trust, high respect relationship because he's making Encompass, you know, directing the team that's building it, and my job is to bring it to market. And so he and I really needed to have this high trust relationship. What you talked about, relationships being based on. But what I found with him is, man, he's a really fun person. He's a great human being. I watched him go from, from you know, person to father uh, to husband to father, and we got to talk about our kids together, and we traveled and did conferences together. And the best career experiences on the road I have had together have been with. Jonas and, and Felicia Egan, who was also there and others. And I know just how tight you guys all are and how that team works together. And, um, it's, I mean, it's hard work what we do.
1: Yeah. And, and it's unfortunate in one way that, um, that I'm working for Daniel J. Because I've come to realize I'll never be as good as a person as he is. And when you have a leader like that, that, um, truly cares about his work his staff, uh, much like what you said there before, you know, asks how your day's going and understands that there's a lot going on. You know, we're, we're constantly changing and evolving and moving forward. And he fully understands that sometimes people just need to express themselves. He's been so fabulous with, uh, allowing my color to come through. There's a lot of times I've, you know, Hesitated on my um, sense of humor with other positions, but not with Daniel. We we love to laugh, and it it just motivates me to work harder and harder and harder for someone like him. It just and you you mentioned Jonas too. Same kind of thing there. It just you you're happy to go to work. You're yeah. happy to to work with these people and to learn from them. It's yeah. it's been so beneficial.
0: There's um the five levels of leadership that a number of great books have been written about in conferences. I'm going to refer to the one from John Maxwell. If you guys are sitting next to a computer or listening to this on your phone, look up the five levels of leadership. And I would say, look at it from two perspectives. One is if you are an employee, not a leader, uh, yet rank yourself where you are with your manager. If you're at the lowest level of leadership because your manager has the title, you got to get to the next level, which comes from having trust and respect for one another. When you're describing your relationship with Daniel, it's either at the top level or one level underneath that. And the top level is really what they say is like the people who will follow you wherever you go. They, they will follow you because... Um, I don't want to say you're like a cult leader, because that has a lot of negative connotations, but they will follow you wherever you go because you have made them so successful and thriving in their career, that if you go to another company, they're like, yeah, let's get the band back together and do that.
1: And if I could give the audience a little bit of advice is, if you're not happy with your manager or where you're working, please, please do something to leave. Yeah. Because I'm in a position now where I absolutely highly respect my leadership and enjoy going to work. I I love my managers, love my coworkers. And I've been in situations before where I was just miserable at work. I mean, so much so that uh, I was my hair—I was, you know, hair was coming out. Couldn't sleep. I, I was bitter towards others, and it—it and it affects so much of your life, your work environment. That it's just not worth it, you know. Or if you find, you know, that it's difficult to move, then try to find skills that you can you know courses you can take or whatever it is to kind of get to that other level but if you're not happy with with where you are then do whatever it takes to leave because there are organizations out there that will respect you that will help with your career that will uh just make you happy getting up in the morning and uh looking forward to going to work and seeing what's going to be happening next you know there's there's always things that come up with acquisitions or, or changes in the workforce, but I've been in part with this organization where we've all understood that this is just how life is. This is business. We're in this together and opposed to, you know, people pointing fingers and trying to blame one another. You know, I've been in organizations where there have been monthly meetings and all it was is trying to throw someone else under the bus and doesn't get anyone anywhere. It just makes your life miserable. Yeah,
0: 100%. My litmus test when I interview people that I'm going to be working with is on on that first call is, would I go have a cup of coffee or or a drink with that person? Would I Would I want to have a dinner with that person? And if I leave that first call feeling like, nope, I wouldn't, I don't care what their expertise is, they're not going to join my team because I'm going to have to have those dinners with them. I'm going to work with them. And if I don't look forward to it and enjoy their company, I can't. I can't overshadow that with the value of their expertise and your advice, which you know I, I've been on countless stages uh, and on this podcast and said to people: if you're not happy at work, leave. Period. Full stop. And if you're in marketing technology, there's no shortage of work right now. Like there, there is plenty of opportunity for you if you have marketing technology expertise. On that note, we have posted a number of open roles. Feel free to look at the BDO Digital website and look at our careers. Zach, I don't know if you're hiring. If you need some mentorship, um, Zach and I are here for you. Maybe we can kick open some doors if you have uh, the expertise. But um, yeah, just be happy. Life's too short.
1: I think your job happiness and it matters so much. And again, I've I've been in terrible, terrible places where the management has just been absolutely horrific to, you know, being now where there's a lot of times I think it's a dream. And I'm not just saying that because my boss is probably going to listen to this, but um, it just makes such a difference in your quality of life, of loving where you work and what you do. I've been fortunate enough that I'm, I'm quite good at what I do, but now also I have people that value it. And that, like you said, there's there's quite often when Daniel and I have our one-on-ones, a good 45 minutes of the hour is just he and I talking about the weekend. I say one thing, it snowballs into another thing. We just start laughing and it, it just makes your life that much more enjoyable.
0: Yeah. I hope all of you listening take away today, do what you love, learn technology, maybe be more of a generalist than a specialist, but definitely dive in deep on at least a system or two, because it's really good for you to have that level of competency in a particular system. Uh, and I, th- I think the rest is history. Zach, you got to work hard, right? I mean, you, you work hard. You all work very, very hard there. It's that's the culture there.
1: Absolutely, and allow me to congratulate you not only on you know being an entrepreneur, but you have such a great reputation in this industry. Thank you. And man. it's not even a matter of, you know, you just finding what your recipe or formula was. But everyone speaks extremely highly of you. Uh, oh, you know, thank you, man. You, you see how all of the guests on your show are very happy to be on there. I know how everyone still in the organiza- organization speaks about you. I know what people like Ben and other people that work for you now, how they speak about you. Yeah, thanks. Um, and, you know, hats off to you because there's a difference between mowing down people and bullying people into what your passion is but you have brought people to love your passion as well oh, and so thanks. again congratulations
0: thanks i mean coming back full circle you know when you talked about in the beginning like hey this is like 250 podcasts i talk about this with bridget all the time the producer i say you know, if you have any feedback for me bridget let me know on how to make the podcast better the content better me better interviewer or host or, or what have you. But Zach, the whole reason I do it is to have these conversations is to have a conversation with someone who I know and who I respect and try for the listeners to get some wisdom and some knowledge from us so that they can be that much happier and more successful in their career. And it's crazy that, that I've done it 250 times. I hope I do it another 250 and um, thank you for the time and have a wonderful Thanksgiving. And for everybody listening, uh, Connect with us if you haven't already on LinkedIn. Your your network is your value. The more people you have in your network, uh, the more value that you will that you will have at your disposal and and as part of your world.
1: Thank you for having me on. Really appreciate it.
0: Appreciate it. Stick around. I'm gonna say bye to you guys. Um, it's the end of the year. I don't know where the time went. Uh, for those of you guys that listen to the podcast, you may have heard me say that uh, this past weekend uh, I leveled up to grandpa, uh, on November 20th. And it's interesting because it's the anniversary of my dad's passing and seven years since my dad has passed away. And my dad gave me a lot of the advice that I'm sharing with you, uh, about being passionate and about being in in work that you do. I started my career at Microsoft. My dad was a huge Microsoft fan and it really brought us together to talk about technology and what Microsoft was doing, uh, throughout all that time. So um, life goes by pretty fast, guys. Take it from me, who just you know leveled up, like I said, a Grandpa. I want you guys to be happy and thriving in your careers. I think technology is a great place for you to, to immerse yourself and, and keep mastering and try new tools. Um, but if you need extra advice, there's a lot of us out there that are happy to help you. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, look forward to having a few more episodes with you before the end of the year, and then for a phenomenal 2023. Take care.